Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things when you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, I hope you know you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I have a bunch of ladies in the studio with me today, which makes me super happy. They're here to talk about a great program that is helping bring much-needed reading and math tutors into our schools, and I think we can all get behind that. Joining us is Miss Carla Edwards. She is the director of Mississippi Reading Corps and Math Corps. Miss Ann Smith, she is also one of the tutors at Dawson Elementary School, as well as Miss Betty Daniel. She is a math tutor at one of the elementary schools, or at Dawson Elementary School. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. you. So happy to have you here. So happy that we have this program. Carla, you reached back out and you said, well, you first came to Good Things asking for tutors back in what year? It's been two years ago, 2021. 2021. So we're in our third year of recruiting tutors. So it's working. It's going. It's growing. It's going well. We're so excited. So last we've been here last year, we expanded to another school district in Hattiesburg Public Schools. And so we had about 50 tutors last year. And this year we're going to be expanding to three more. And so we are looking for great people with a passion to serve to join us. Okay. So explain to us if, if they, if their memory faded over two years (laughs) tell us kind of like what the program is why it got sort of set up and then how it kind of works Awesome. We are the largest AmeriCorps tutoring program in the country. So AmeriCorps is the federal agency for national service and volunteerism. And we are under a national nonprofit called AMPAC. And we serve 16 states in Washington, D.C. And we have passionate people become tutors. They sign up for a term of service. And they either tutor in reading, which serves kindergarten through third grade, or math, that serves fourth through eighth grade. And they serve it for a whole um, school year? A whole school year. They're seeing uh, students during the day, and it's what we call high-dosage tutoring, so that extra skill building practice every single day or uh, three to five days a week helps uh, bridge the gap of what they're learning in the classroom. And how are the students chosen for who gets tutors? Because I know there's not a tutor for every student. There's not a tutor for every student, so our schools select those with the most need. We uh, provide 
by those uh, services, those who are on the bubble and just need that extra boost. So, Miss Ann, you are a reading core volunteer or tutor. Yes. God bless you. Let me, <laughs> let me just say, having two young girls that sort of have come up and sort of learn reading, that can be a very frustrating and very rewarding and at the same time um, thing to, to get to teach. So how did you get involved with, with the tutoring? Well, I retired from Allstate Insurance, sitting around doing nothing. So I was looking for a way to become involved in the community, to be a part of that village that our kids so much need. And I saw Carla on the local news station and realized that that was my answer to what I had been seeking. So I applied, went through the interview process, and got selected. And I don't regret it at all. And so what's it like for you on a daily basis as, as tutoring when you go in? Do you, do you know what you need to, uh, in turn, well, I guess you're teaching them to read, but are you helping them on their individual levels? Or are you just reading books to them? What are, how does the tutoring go? AmeriCorps provides the materials that we use. They give us a script that we go by. They provide all the materials. And I select the materials based on the skill level of that child. And we practice and go over every day. I see them for 20 minutes, five days a week. Now, Miss Betty, your math tutor, I almost say, whoo, hats off to you. <laughs> both, both reading and math. And I, I, I get now why AmeriCorps is looking at those two individual uh, subjects, because they can be the hardest or the trickiest for some students. So, Miss Betty, how did you find your way to, to being a tutor? I was looking for something part-time. I had been working in grant writing and really high-level stuff. I got tired of the same thing, wanted to do something different. And uh, I found out I was looking at some emails, and I saw it pop up on an email that I had. And uh, I applied, and here I am. I wanted to be a reading tutor, not in math, because I'd been out of school for 100 years. And there was no way I was going to go to math, but Carla is a very persuasive person. Is one plus one still two? It is. <laughs> it, it is, but sometimes you forget how to, <laughs> how, to, how, to how to teach someone else uh, that one plus one is two. I totally agree. It's a process. It's a process, mm -hmm. because what grades are you teaching, Miss Betty? I'm with fourth grade, fourth and fifth graders. Fourth and fifth graders. Mm -hmm. So that can get some intense math. I can see how <clears> Miss Carla was kind of like, okay, you know, <laughs> but but rose to the challenge. And yes, do yes. you feel, I mean, obviously now feel confident in, in the math that you're teaching? Um. Again, just as with uh, the reading core, AmeriCorps provides you with a curriculum and with a script, um, an evidence-based script that they want you to follow, and I follow that to the letter. And then it's, it's obviously working, Carla. Like these app, and anybody knows that. Anybody knows that students who just need a little extra when they get it, then they're able to feel more confident and have the ability to then take their exams and work. But we know that. But what is the numbers telling us? What is what is it? What are what are the schools telling us by having these tutors in in there over the last two years? What kind of benefits are they providing? So uh, last year we were able to serve over almost a thousand uh, students, and we provided well over 40,000 tutoring sessions. And so in our Reading Corps program, students who received tutoring from us exceeded 
their target growth by uh, about 75% of them exceeded target growth. And with Math Core, 44% of them exceeded their target growth. So that consistency is key. And we see that growth and that confidence when they receive tutoring from our uh, wonderful tutors here. Mm-hmm. How many tutors are there total now, Ms. Carla? We have about 50 tutors now. And so we're growing. So our goal is to have um, 75 tutors placed and we're almost there we're here just to get a few more in starting for january starting for january you need 25 more to be specific you that's what you were hoping for and what areas specifically are those tutors needed for okay so we uh, need some assistance in jefferson county our jefferson county middle school for math so that's sixth through eighth grade and then we have a couple of more uh reading core uh positions in Jackson Public School, so that's K through three. And what is like the time requirement, or not requirement, I guess, ask of your tutors? I know Miss Ann said she goes every day. Is it kind of up to the tutor, or are there specific times? that they have to be there? There are specific times we have to be there. So for January, uh, January 15th, start, we're looking for 25-hour uh, positions and 18-hour people. So 18 hours, if you come 18 hours, you can do three to five days a week. 25 is five uh, hours a day, five days a week. How many students do you see in that five hours? How many students? So for our 25-hour uh, tutors who are reading core, they can see anywhere from 10 to 20 if they're uh, servicing in pairs. With a math core, they see between 12 and 18. They have groups of two to three. Does those days go by fast, Miss Ann? Uh, they do. The tw- I see them 20 minutes a day for five days a week. And before we know it, the 20 minutes is up, and they're not ready to leave yet. Can we stay a little bit longer? But it goes by really fast. But like Betty said, we have a curriculum. We ha- We just choose. We have the flexibility, I do, to choose which passages they read or what um, letter sounds they want to re- we're going to use for that day. So I have my day based already in place before I start seeing them every day. Are, they, are, are the tutors with the same students for the whole school year or does it shift if, say, the students kind of pick up or gain speed, then do you bring in new kids, if that makes sense? Yes, it all depends. Many of our students, because our tutors are so great and they're consistent, they exit the program and mm-hmm. we can serve more students during the year. So it's not, that, so it, it sounds like it's a very individual approach to what the school may specifically need in terms of students and then what the student may need and then you know, being able to, I guess, be flexible. Yes, it's a good partnership we have. It's a very good partnership that you have, but it's not successful if folks aren't registering to be tutors. And that's what we're here today, not only to educate you on the great work that they're doing through AmeriCorps with their uh, reading and their math uh, tutors, but then also to encourage you if this is something that you would be interested in. I love how both Miss Ann and Miss Betty both sort of heard it through media airways or through different ways and thought, you know what, that may be the connection that I am I'm missing or sort of needing I want to uh, sort of apply and so we want you to do that because today is the deadline correct today is the deadline I believe it closes midnight tonight so uh, you can go to join.readingandmath.org that's join.readingandmath.org and select Mississippi and see the positions we have available alrighty we got more with these ladies coming up next
Afternoon, just a little brighter. It's good things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. We're continuing our wonderful conversation with all the AmeriCorps tutors and the director for Mississippi Reading Corps and Math Corps here in Mississippi, Miss Carla Edwards. And this is the third year, and so it's growing. Yeah. And so if you weren't, if you were just... If you weren't listening, we need 25 more tutors. We're just going to put it out there. We need 25 more of you. And we've got two of them um, in the studio with us, Miss Ann and Miss Betty. Both of them are teaching at Dawson Elementary School. Miss Ann reading, Miss Betty math. And, yeah, you're teaching reading and math, Miss Ann. But it's more than that, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. What is it to you beyond just bridging the gap in terms of education for these kids? Well, to me, it's building a relationship with them. Not only with the kids, but with the staff, the teachers, the whole school, even the custodian. And so if you have that relationship with the kids, like we were talking earlier, they might be disruptive in class. But when they come to us, they are interested in learning. Sometimes we have to step away from the script that we're doing for a minute because they might be dealing with something. And because they trust us and because we have a relationship, we can encourage them in that way and then get them back to the curriculum that we're on for that particular day. You don't have to be retirement age, right, Carla, to mm-hmm. be a tutor, but both Miss Ann and Miss Betty, you guys are. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my gosh, like if I was an elementary uh, kid and coming in to hang out with you guys for math and reading, I would want you to be my honorary granny. Like I would, <laughs> I would like legit would be like, can't, you know, you don't, you can't have too many um, in that way. Do you find, Miss Betty, that some of those, some of your students look to you and Miss Ann and the other tutors as just extended family in a in an maybe family is not the right way but just to feel that role of a mature or you know um, relationship I think the fact that we are mature in age and both of us have uh, we are uh, gray-haired they um, they do look to us as a mature person to come to but Miss Annie has a, a great story <laughs> and I that she wants that I love about a young boy who came to her and asked her to be his honorary grandmother. Please do. Yes. He is a first grader, and so we were sitting there one day, and we were going through our lesson for that day, and he looked at me and he said, would you be my grandmother? And the other, he, I serve pairs, so there's another student. He said, but you have a grandmother. He said, but I don't have a school grandmother, so would you be my grandmother? And I said, of course, and since then... I didn't tell you. There's a couple of other, and these are boys, that want me to be their grandmother. And they tell everybody, this is my school grandmother. 
I love that. Yes. Yeah, Rhino is my work husband, so you know I get it. <laughs> you just develop these relationships with these people, but then, but then also you're set, you're filling the gap for education, but then also too, you never know what they need in their, you know, sort of in their heart or sort of you know what what that does for you. And Miss Betty, you were sharing that some of the students that wind up in the tutoring track for you guys, particularly in math, they may have been labeled as disruptive or maybe you know the 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 you know not not the good kid in in class or whatever it may be, but you find once they get to you that it's really what what's really the problem. I think probably part of the problem is that they need the one, the individualized attention. Many times, you have a teacher has a class of 20, 25 students. That's a lot of children to work with one-on-one. And so that child that's behind is so accustomed to being behind that uh, when they come to us and come to me and they see that there's somebody who first of all, is going to be working with them one-on-one, who's looking them in the eye, who's smiling at them, and who's telling them, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. The other thing is we hold them accountable for their behavior. We have some expectations when they come in the room, classroom, and the thing that we want them to do is to focus on their work. Failure is not an option when you come to us. You're going to keep trying until you get it right. And we have to remind them of that from time to time. And it, and it really, really works because you're there with them. And they can feel, children know when you really, really care about them. They can tell that, I care. And because we care, they try to do their best. They don't always start off that way. But can I share a story? Absolutely. Yesterday, please. one little fellow came to me and um, we were working on whole number place value computation. So I gave him what we call a stop and check, and that's kind of a mini test to see where they are on it. He looked at it and he said, I can't do this. And I said, yes, you can. So I reminded him of what he knew. He went through and we had 12 questions. He got them all correct. And you should have seen his face light up. He wanted me to draw my happy face on it, put 100% on it, and he wanted to take it home to his mom. That was just thrilling. And that's, you know, and that's what you have as an opportunity to be a tutor. And it's also what happens when we just stop, we slow down, and we sort of help mm-hmm. students one-on-one. And I get, you know, Carla, it's not it's not anything against, like, the school system. I no. understand there's one teacher to so many, and that's not. But you have these opportunities now to fill these gaps if, it, if you feel led to mm-hmm. it. And so you don't have to have the the background of having a prior teacher. I don't think Miss Ann or Miss Betty, neither are prior mm-hmm. teachers. So what does does make for a good tutor what what are the characteristics for for a good one for AmeriCorps you just have to have a heart of service mm-hmm. um, the um, tutors as Annie said before if you're in it for a lot of money you know this not the place to be uh, but you have to want to be able to make a difference and mm-hmm. so that's what we're looking for there are wonderful perks and benefits and incentives to be a tutor but you have to have that passion for wanting to see that student grow and Miss Ann it even takes her stipend which there is one mm-hmm. so it's not a volunteer thing mm-hmm. I mean it's not a full-time paid job but mm-hmm. it's also not volunteer your time as a tutor is valued Mm -hmm. Um, But share what you're doing for your granddaughter, for your granddaughter, your actual granddaughter, your real one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is my second year. So my first year stipend I'm giving to my grandson. He's in the eighth grade right now. And this year's stipend I'm going to give to my granddaughter, and she's in the sixth grade right now. Mm-hmm. And Miss Betty is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So they receive uh, a stipend of uh, 
it's just up to 900 just depending if they're full-time or part-time we're hiring part-time for january and so if they successfully exit the program they receive an education award so that um, tutor has up to seven years to use that they can use it to prior student loans or to go back to school or if you start at the age of 55 or older you can transfer that so that's what uh, betty and did so they're transferring to a dependent so that person can use it and they have up to 10 years to use that that's really cool that's mm-hmm. really cool for you guys to be able to do that and to teach your your grandchildren the value of education that you they, they see that their grandmothers value it so much not only are they giving back to their community but now they're they're buying into and I can't even remember the statistic Miss Carla but there's a good one out there that even as little as like $250 in the bank a kid is exponentially more likely to go to school if they know there's money already sowed like the seeds already been sown for them for their higher education so just by doing that it's already setting the stage for them to think hey that's that's obtainable that's my next step that's sort of where I should should be going but for a lot of these students right now they're just trying to get out of elementary school let's be honest <laughs> um, and so you can be you can be part of that so round us back Miss Carla where do we go if they want to sign up you need 25 more okay you go to join.readingandmath.org and select Mississippi that's join.readingandmath.org and choose Mississippi and you want you need Jackson tutors but also where are the other locations so we're going to be in Jefferson County. Uh, We're looking in Vicksburg and uh, Warren County, Yazoo City, Humphreys County, and Hattiesburg. And Hattiesburg. Okay, Miss Ann, what's your last sort of, I guess, not plea for those listening, but I feel like there's more Miss Ann's and Miss Betty's listening here on Good Things that's getting the warm and fuzzies like I am and feel like maybe this is you know, something they could do. If they're nervous about it, what would you say? I would just say don't be afraid. If you have a heart of passion, just go for it. Your AmeriCorps doesn't leave you out there by yourself. There's training. There are people that will help you. And we are partnered with, say, a person that is in their second or third year. So there's always somebody available to answer questions, to help you through. There's coaches. Just go for it. Just if you go have for a heart it. for service, go for it. What would you say, Ms. Betty? I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, courage is, is not the lack of fear. You're going to have fear. But courage is being able to uh, go ahead and do it in spite of your fear. And then you never know what lasting impact you will have. Mm-hmm. And two, reminding us today, just taking that little extra time with either your own kids or your own grandkids um, can make all the difference in the world. And what a smiley face really means for somebody <laughs> yeah. on a piece of paper. And if they bring it home, by God, put it on the refrigerator. You better believe it. <laughs> That's where it needs to be immortalized is on the refrigerator. All righty, Ms. Carter, one last time. What's the website? join.readingandmath.org All righty, Miss Anna, Miss Betty, you guys come back next year, okay? Thank or you. next season, whenever it is. <laughs> and thank you for what y'all are doing in your communities. But you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. FM. Drift and stories that make you smile. 
This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. conductor mode every time you hear this song i have no idea what conductors do with their hands or anything like specifically but when you hear this song you automatically just feel like you could step into that role and then it makes you feel too like is it is it fantasia where mickey is like the wizard and just starts doing things and lights come out like feels very just things are happening every time the music hits. although i don't think mickey was the wizard i think he borrowed the wizard's hat okay whatever but then it's that whole idea of like just and then things are happening and, and all of a sudden around. the brooms and the mops oh, come out of everywhere and i feel like that could, yes that's it so that's where my simple mind goes whenever i hear hear that song in simplest terms what a conductor is doing while they're waving their hands yes. they're counting what if you ever look at a piece of sheet music at the beginning usually at the beginning it changes throughout for some mm-hmm. pieces you've got what's called a time signature and that's telling you how many beats per measure mm-hmm. which is a, a, a chunk of the piece and the beat you're using to to count with basically i'm I'm oversimplifying it's a little bit more complicated than that but so when they're making crosses in the air they're counting one two three four one two three four and they do that so that everybody is on the same count because in case you lose it if music isn't played in sync it doesn't sound like music anymore well i you do know like when you're if you're watching them it's mesmerizing you i i I guess i know that they did something to keep everybody going at the same time or in the same whatever but you would expect that if you're part of a symphony or an orchestra and then you made it to like that night you should you should know what you should be doing right but i can get like just trying to keep everybody on and then they get really into it like to to get louder and then softer and sort of like Really, I mean, conducting the same way I think I thought of it, simple brain, and like conducting traffic as well, go, stop, all the things. But I didn't know about necessarily, you know, the counting Yeah, there's different patterns for different time signatures. And when you get to the level of orchestras performing symphonies and the like, it gets really minute with the details. Like you'll have one section of the orchestra down to one seat in one section of the orchestra that... When the conductor's baton passes the second button on his jacket, that's when I know the beat is. And then for the other side of the orchestra, it may be when the conductor's baton passes just below his chin. I'm on the. They're all on the exact same time. But then the ones who just you feel when you watch them again, it's like the music just overtakes them, and they're in the moment, and it's great, it's wonderful, and they're totally like part of it. I mean. That would be really hard to keep up with if every time the spirit moves them, that they're not moving in the same way. But then you're at the same time that you say that you can also still see that same vision of someone standing up there, very stoic like. And it's like nothing moves on them, but their but their arms and the little bit of sweat and their bangs, if they've got bangs in their hair <laughs> and the little tail on their tucks may sort of flipper in the back. But that's the thing when you when you say conductor. Most people think of Bugs Bunny. Yes, now that you said it. 
with the the coat with tails and the Soon little, said it. The yes. little front part that is that like the fake shirt? I, I never understood that. I came in a generation where we didn't have that. You but either he didn't wore a shirt or pants. not. But it would the the fake shirt would roll up on him when he got excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lots of childhood memories just come sort of like flooding back with that. All right. Well, now all of us will be watching either symphony orchestra or whatever. We're looking at the conductor a little more closely now. And I knew like band directors, too. You guys have way more uh, responsibilities than what we give you credit for. We're just I guess a good one would be we're just listening to the band and enjoying it. And then you are keeping everybody on task and online and all the things. Yeah, if they're doing a really good job, you, you don't even re- recognize they're doing anything. Which, um, yeah, I think would be a, a it would be, uh, there's no way. I would be way too, I'd, because if one side starts messing up, I would have to stop. And it's like when, when one kid starts messing up, you just forget about the other one and you go to address this one and then that, you know, and then so, yeah. So you'd be the music teacher with the Nerf gun Can, where you're sitting that, there conducting and listening and then all of a sudden somebody's like, nope, you pop them with the Nerf gun. <laughs> You know what? I may, I am still young. I can change the trajectory of my professional career. <laughs> I still have 25 years to retirement, so I can I can make a whole new career out of shooting nerf guns at students. Absolutely. But you were talking about like the conductor getting into it and, uh, and yes. just and letting their emotions ride through them. It's the same way with anything tied to music. I mean, music can t- can touch the soul in ways very other very few other things can. So if you imagine that same person loves music, and if they hadn't become a conductor and instead became a guitarist, you could see that same person, probably in a totally different outfit, holding a guitar instead of a baton, getting that into the music. I I could see that. I I think, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in what our purpose is or what we should do, but I think we all have these innate sort of... um, Strengths and weaknesses, but strengths that whatever you find yourself in, you're going to end up using those in that whatever it may be, whatever it sort of manifests itself. Sort of, if you're going to do it, do it with passion. You're going to sort of do it with passion, or you're going to try to be the best at it, whether you're trying to be the best athlete or the best CPA or whatever it may be. If you've got those like intrinsic um, traits, they're going to sort of come out in that. And I would assume to ha- to be a conductor, you would have to have that kind of passion for it all going together. But then also, too, to have that kind of ear would be mind-numbing to hear bad music, I would assume, too. Like, it's kind of like those that really do know art and paint or photography. Like, there's, you know, we are, for the uh, general public, we we really appreciate amateur photography too much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to an amateur, you look at a picture and it's like, it's in focus. That's a good picture. That's a good picture, right? And Whereas then, the professional's going, ah, the lighting and the contrast and the... the we don't, uh, we don't uh, even know what a good photo uh, necessarily is. And now when you... And, you know, same thing, I think, too, with, like, filmmaking. You have so many who can be a filmmaker. There's so many out there who can be an author. There's so many, whatever. When you when you know what you're looking for and then you see a really good one, it, it, it hits different. Same Same thing with chefs. Like in food and all, all arts, to be honest. I mean, my mac and cheese at home is different than like a five-star chef's mac and cheese. They taste, you know, both 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 are going to satisfy. But when you have the other, you're like, oh, wow. Like, okay, maybe I should up my game just a little bit. But I dare them to have a, you know, to, to go toe-to-toe with a craft box mac and cheese. <laughs> There's just something about that powdered cheese that just, you know. It's just right. It's probably the MSG, but that's that is totally totally okay. 
It's also okay if you're not into any of that. No big deal. But we're all into helping out our teachers and our educators. And if tutoring isn't your thing, which we just had those wonderful guests on, you can go back and listen to that in podcast form if you missed it. Uh, You can support those that are supporting our teachers. And so on the Good Things Facebook group, you may have missed it. But if you did, you can go back and check it out. Yesterday, there was a large donation given to Mississippi educators to help students in need. Academy Sports Plus Outdoors provided 3,000 donations to Rankin County specifically, to help them help students who may need things for school, whether it be school clothes, gear for their sport of their choice, or whatever um, it may be. And I think that's kind of pretty cool. You know, when you think about teachers, you think about those are the ones that really are on the front lines of knowing what the children in the community sort of need or what individual kids may need. They pick up on those things. And it's not necessarily always food, although that is one of them, but sometimes it is tutoring. Sometimes it is needing equipment. Sometimes it is, you know, shoes that fit or, you know, or the right size or clean or whatever it may be. So don't ever underestimate the, I guess, the um, temperature your teachers are keeping on the students that they're serving or seeing every day, because really they see our kids more than we do most of the time throughout the school year at least if they're going to the same uh, sort of same place. And it's always good to know who's who's helping teachers, too, uh, within your own communities. And there's a way that you can help at least early learning teachers and collaboratives. So as you're thinking about your end-of-the-year donation in Mississippi, you can get a tax credit for dollar for dollar if you donate to an early learning collaborative. So you can find those in your um, in your communities. So in Mississippi, it's not required to have to go to like pre-K, there are the different um, collaboratives and schools out there that's trying to get it, but it's not all. They're not all tacked to all districts, and so if parents do 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 put them in there, sometimes there is a cost that's associated with that, whether it's in a daycare setting or whatever. And if there's not, it's because of donations and things of that nature. So if you value early learning, that's pre-K, not K through twelve, and you are looking to make a tax donation, you can do that dollar for dollar here in Mississippi, and you've got to the end of the year to do that. There's a great article about it also on the Good Things Facebook group if you're interested in looking at that. But stick with us, because we got more fun for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Yeah, I'm going to Ireland to the Sunset Strip. Somebody's going to make a happy trip tonight. While the moon is bright. 
the moon won't be bright tonight. I see what you did there. Maybe you want to get out and see uh, shooting stars. Tonight will be your night to do that under the perfect conditions. 120 shooting stars can be seen per hour as the Geminid. There you go. Shower reaches its peak if you want to see how you can view them. Again, the Good Things Facebook group is a great place to be. I found a, a great article on NASA that sort of shares how you can see that. But long story short, you just go outside at night and you look up. <laughs> I don't need NASA to tell me how to do that. But I do think it needs to be like clear. The clearer the sky, the better. The further out you live, more rural you are, the, uh, the greater chance that you're going to have. The light pollution is going to uh, skew that significantly. So, And if you live strangely, like in a lot of trees, you're probably not going to have the same, um, depending on how you're well, that's a, or whatever. Well, that's a, a big misunderstanding about light pollution is if, say, you have a yard with a lot of tall trees and you can't even see street lights. It's still light pollution. It's still going to impact the amount of stars you can see because it's reflecting off the atmosphere and into your eyes. Even if it's not coming directly from the street light, if you've got it blocked out with shrubs or trees or something, the more light that is around you, the more light pollution you're having to experience and the less space you can see. I wonder, I didn't look and see kind of what time, will it be like dark, just at dark, or is it going to be kind of um it's one of these things where you have to set your alarm and get out of bed and go watch them because i will miss them i will see them next go around because it's cold out there guys and sleep's important but if it's one just when it gets dark you can start seeing it then that would be a lot of fun i did miss that part maybe we'll figure that out for you Uh, apparently the date with the highest intensity will be tomorrow morning two to three local time two three a.m yes that's when you will have 120 to 160 meteors per hour, but they will you will be able to start seeing them. I mean, they've technically been going for about nine days now. It's just they're going to hit a peak late tonight. So you guys once let me the know sun how goes that... down, you can see some. You just won't see the peak. So if you were up at two or three, you guys let me know exactly... How, uh, how much you enjoyed it, because I, I get up early, but I don't really get up that early. But I guess if I get up to let the dog out, <laughs> and the dog wakes you up tonight, tonight would be a good night to step outside with Fido and look on up into the sky, and you may get a special treat um, along with that. I don't know, but it's really cool, though, too. And it, I mean, you're thinking 120 an hour. It sounds like oh, a whole hour. You don't sound like a whole hour. But if you do notice them, get the kids out there and let them get out and um, enjoy it. It will be it will be a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun today. I got to step out of my normal, I guess, comfort zone and got to go talk to high school students. Those are, they're terrifying, by the way, high school students. <laughs> Not quite as terrifying as middle school students, but high school students that aren't your kids, they're, y'all are, ter- y'all are, they're terrifying. But no, it was for a health science class and got the opportunity to go in and, and talk nutrition with them. But my favorite question of the whole day, Rhino, because I was talking about the importance of breakfast and how breakfast helps us break the fast. It's in the name and yada, 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 sounding all smart and things like a dietitian should. And then they weren't being rude. But this this young man raised his hand and just with the straightest face of like sincere concern, he said, well, why they call it lunch? <laughs> I said, I have no idea, son. I have not an ounce 
an idea of why it's called lunch. Well, you had a great explanation on why it's called breakfast. I said, okay, joke's on me. I totally will take that. And I get it. I hear you. I open the door for it. But I have absolutely no idea why it's called lunch. Let me Google that <laughs> for you. And I think then, Google will tell you there's not even really a clear answer. There's not a clear answer. Nope. It may have evolved from lump in a similar way to hunch, which is a derivative of hump and bunch and a derivative of bump. Alternately, they've evolved from a Spanish word meaning slice of ham. So who knows who the first person was that says, hey, man, you hungry? Let's go get some lunch. And then it's stuck. And here we are, I don't know how many thousands of years later, and still calling it lunch. Well, I think lunch. lunch is derivative from the word luncheon. I think luncheon Maybe. may be the original written form of it. Sure. But that goes back to like the but 1600s. But then you can start getting into the argument, too. Your granny may have called lunch dinner and then called dinner supper. Lunch so, dinner or supper. So And so, you know, but... I mean, I've been thrown for the loop before by questions. Don't get me wrong. I don't know everything when it comes to food. But by God, I had no clue how to answer the young man. So why? You ponder that this afternoon. So why do they call it lunch? Couldn't tell you, son. Have no idea. You stumped the dietitian. <laughs> that was not on my registration exam. Good thing, because I would Pixie. I don't even know what that would have been. <laughs> Stick with us, though. we got more for you coming up next. you got the voice of sports talk from 3 to 6. Don't forget their own location at Stone's Jewelry there in Tupelo. But Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.